0: Kent Online News.
1: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.
0: Nicola Everett. It's Wednesday the 4th of September coming up. Ex-offender speaks out as inspectors say probation service dealing with dangerous offenders in Kent requires improvement.
1: This is not something that's just happened. This has been going on for many, many years. When I was in prison and released many times on... On parole, other prisoners were in the same boat and they just re-offended.
0: Protesters fear drivers are putting children's lives at risk.
1: The risk is it's very narrow up there.
2: They're going far too fast. You know, someone could quite easily die. We don't want that.
0: Jill's lose out in cup opener. we
3: made enough chances and got enough good areas and enough possession. They've won a couple of games, but hey, listen, I'm I'm not going to worry about it.
0: Kent Online News. Well, the top story today is all about the probation service which manages the most dangerous offenders in Kent. As a report today says it requires improvement. Inspectors have found on average officers were managing more than 42 cases each in the county and surrounding region. That was the highest number in the country. Or well, more than half of staff who deal with over 16,000 offenders say they felt their workload was unmanageable. I've been chatting with former offender Lennox Rogers who was in and out of prison for more than two decades he now works for the refocus charity in Dartford which tries to stop the cycle of reoffending. he told me about his experience of the probation service
1: there has been a lot of failings with probation for many years um, certainly when I was um, a criminal um, it was just tick box when you were released on parole Um, you had to go to probation office and they would just sign you off, you know, to say that you've attended. And um, I think um, some of the problem is um, because they have, um, you know, been having failings for many years, it's about time now that they start collaborating and working with other services. So they need to work with services on the ground like Refocus, um, who Refocus works in a prison and we work with young people in the prison and support them when they come out. I've got people on my books that are as far away as Southampton. And um, <clears throat> we need like housing, um, housing organisations to work. And I think um, because I went to a, a conference, a, a ex-offenders conference with the police, And the police were saying that faith groups, like the churches, um, have been very key because what they've done, um, they've met the prisoners at the gate and they've taken them under their wing, they've um, supported them, sometimes given them accommodation, and they have helped them rehabilitate into society and that worked well but what could happen if the probation service was to collaborate with services like ours and the churches and housing associations um, we could information share so that um, everyone knows what's happening with that either young person or adult um, that we're trying to help but um, it's going to take everybody together. So, you know, there's lots of services that do some fantastic work on the ground with young people and adults. And I think that probation needs to um, incorporate these services um, to help tackle the workload and also, you know, provide some of the funding to do it.
0: Um, You mentioned, obviously, your experience with the probation service. For someone who doesn't know how it's supposed to work, what's their aim? What is their actual role?
1: Well... Um, when you get parole, you're assigned to a probation officer, and you're led to believe, and um, um, before you leave prison, um, that the probation officer will help you rehabilitate into the community. That they will support you um, in whatever area you need support in, um, because you've got um, you, you, you've got a, a team in prison that um, works. Um, with probation in some way to help you get accommodation. Um, Some people haven't got accommodation, so they leave prison, no fixed abode, but the probation is supposed to um, help provide you all the support and signpost you to other services as well. But what seems to happen is you're released from prison. If you're no fixed abode, you you get a discharge grant at the higher rate, and then um, you have to go and sign on at the probation office um, once a week and, and that's all that happens. nobody um, checked into my circumstances to see um, it, you know um, what, what my needs were. Um, it, it just went I, um, I could have got it back involved with other criminals. Um, you know you needed um, someone who was going to sort of um, guide me. I wouldn't have if I had a bit more help and support when I came out. It probably would have reduced the amount of times I reoffended, um, and this is the case for many um, uh, prisoners today. And um, but um, you know, even with um, people who have um, committed um, sex offences, you know, you know, that um, they're put back into um, mainstream society and not always. Um you, you know, it's not always checked upon and sometimes they're are around vulnerable children. Um but there is a great lack of support. Um it needs to be um there needs to be more um help and support in our housing, in um getting education and training and who we're mixing with, um and um you know looking at our, our general needs. Um but So probation hasn't been able to do that. Um, I understand they've got quite a big workload, but um, you know, um, this is not something that's just happened. This has been going on for many, many years. When I was in prison and released many times on, on parole, um, other prisoners were in the same boat, and they just um, reoffended, um, be, you know, because they didn't get the help they needed, and they had to make ends meet theirself. Whereas if they had some more help and support from the services that were support, supposed to support them, that probably could have reduced that.
0: Probation officers on average, uh, according to this report, were managing more than 42 cases each and, and more than half of them just said that their workload was completely unmanageable. Would you recognise that as being, as being the case? Yeah,
1: yeah. And because it's been that way for so long, all the more reason why they need to work with other services and share the workload, you know, um, to reduce the risk of failing um men women and children who come out of prison um you know so they need to if they don't if they try to um you know um recruit a lot more probation officers i, I don't think that's the answer i think they need to recognize that there um it's going to take a community um, you know, so services in the community, um, like I, I already listed, the housing, um, faith groups, and um, services who work on the ground with young people and adults. Um, you know, to to be able to um, work with probation to tackle the people's needs. If they try and do it all on their own, they're going to fail again. You know, but where they're going, if they collaborate. Um, it, it's going to have more chance of success and I, I think that's something they haven't tried, you know. I mean, um, I, I was struggling working with some of the um, children coming out of prison um, because um, they wanted the support and um, sometimes probation wasn't willing to, um, you know, work with us in helping that young person. So um, we've had to, as a charity, um, you you know, um, foot our own bills in traveling different parts of the country to, um, you know, go all out and help these kids who have come out of prison, who need to uh, need help and support. Otherwise, they'll just reoffend. And thankfully, we've had some successes with the young people that have come out. you, you know, but if we had some support from probation. Um, they would have okayed we've had to sort of like go through um, their parents because the kids you, you know we've worked with them inside, we do a programme called Doing Time Outside and I say to them right now you've learned to do a bit of time inside, we'll show you how to do time outside and we support them um, and contact people for them help them get into education and training, help them have things to do so that they don't get too bored um, and they can work towards something and and get the support that they need you know and we 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 signpost them with um, other people who you know will take care of them while they're working with them as well um, you, you know but we need um everyone needs to be on the same page with this Otherwise, um, you know, you're going to have more failings. Kent Online reports.
0: A teenager's appeared in court accused of murdering a man who was stabbed in Maidstone. 21-year-old Andre Bent died following a disturbance in the high street 10 days ago. The 16-year-old, who we're not allowed to name, is also accused of attempting to murder three other men. He's been remanded in custody until later this month when he's due to enter a plea. Jobs in Kent could be at risk after the company that runs Frankie and Benny's and Chiquito Restaurants announced plans to close many of its venues. The restaurant group has revealed an £88 million loss for the first half of this year. It currently has sites in Broadstairs, Strood and Ashford. Now dozens of protesters have taken to the streets of a Kemp village because they're so worried drivers are putting the safety of children at risk. People living in Walden say they've experienced a big increase in traffic since a crossing was built over the River Medway back in 2016. It was made so motorists could access the Peters Village development, but it's understood it's being used by those travelling between the Medway towns and the M20. Graham Gosden from the area has been chatting to Joe.
2: Well, they managed to open the Hall Road, which took a nice new bridge, and it's become a rat run from Rochester through to the M20. We suffer speeding overnight and traffic jams regularly between about half, seven, eight o'clock in the morning.
4: It, as you can see like as we can see now it's it's early seven o'clock but there's still a lot of traffic building a lot of traffic building up down there and it's yeah. having a bit of a bottleneck you this... guys have to deal with this all the time how hard is that as a resident
2: it, it is depressing there are people moving you know people suffering from stress it is not nice sometimes it's a beautiful village 22 <laughs> hours of the day <laughs>
4: that's the problem is as well What? tell me a little bit about um you know the dangers of this as well because it, it, it's not. It is it's dangerous. People driving through here quite quickly. You guys are worried about risks yep. of, 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 of something happening, something well, terrible.
2: Happening. Well, as you can see here today, there's there's, there's parents and young children uh, on their way to school this morning. Um, we lose. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not a cat lover, but we lose we lose cats by the hundreds. There's like 30 being killed in the last six weeks. That's not a joke. Um, for for people that, are that you know like them. Um, we are worried for our kids and our grandchildren.
4: What's the worst that could happen? And is it, is it something that could or is it something that...
2: Uh, it's not something you want to say, is it? But I, I think we're waiting for some bad news uh, rather than trying to prevent it. And that's what we're here today, we're trying to prevent it.
4: For people who don't live in Walden who won't know what's going on, could you, could you explain what, what, what the risks are, what, you know, what could happen? Well,
2: the, the risk is it's very narrow up there they're going far too fast you know someone could quite easily die you know, we don't want that and that's why the village is, is here this morning and again Friday afternoon trying to highlight the dangers and all we want is safety for this village and a decent solution
4: what is that solution do you think because obviously KCC have said that a what they've given you a t- potential solution of stopping parking down to stop the bottlenecks Yeah. is that a good idea?
2: yeah and what that does it just speeds it up even more brilliant (laughs) no not really Um, we just don't want the traffic going through the village uh, where we've looked at how to control it and we don't think they're feasible so our solution close Hall Road just like it was originally that way they can use the roads which have been built for the purpose.
0: An early warning, if you're planning on driving on the M20 this weekend, part of it's going to be closed, so a bridge can be demolished. It'll be shut coastbound between junctions 9 for Ashford and 11 for Hythe, and then London-bound between 11 and 10 from 10 on Friday night. The Highfield Lane bridge needs to come down as part of work to build a new junction 10A. The motorway should reopen on Monday morning. And it's understood filming for an upcoming film starring Benedict Cumberbatch has been delayed due to traffic. Travellers in Deal. Producers who've hired Coast House in Walmer had planned to start shooting there on Sunday but caravans parked nearby stopping them. The group have since moved on.
1: Kent Online Football
0: and Gillingham have lost their opening EFL Trophy group game against Colchester United. The Jules were beaten 3-2 at Priestfield last night but speaking to us after the match, manager Steve Evans says they did enough to win it. I
3: think they've had full efforts and go have I think defensively we've... Helped them a little bit get their goals. We had to walk for hours, so that's disappointing. But the the plus side is a number of players get minutes on the pitch that was that was needed, and it tells us a little bit more about one or two that we that we need to know. Yeah, he does. You know, Mika's a good player. We know that we're still chasing him up. We we fitness in minutes the games against Brighton that we played midweek and this one tonight will bring him forward substantially. You know, and his goal was uh, is what Mika's all about, and his strength and his hold up play. We just didn't have one or two around him that should be a little bit better. Yeah, he could have done better with all the goals, I think we know that. Um but Joe's a young boy, just turned seventeen years of age. You know, he's probably the youngest player in the competition tonight, unless it's a Bolton, you know. But he'll learn from that. You know, he has to learn from it because it needs to be a lot better. And his standards are much better, so we're we're not looking at Joe. We can help him a lot bit in front of that as well. Yeah, listen, they they take the chance as well, don't they? The first one is first one's a mistake, it's a gift it, we get getting the goal, we get level. We should turn two or three one up. You know, we're talking about making Andrew, but he misses a couple of good chances to, to put us in front before half-time. It doesn't happen. You know, they get the second goal, which I think is is poor defensively. We we stand off them and we let him a free strike into the far corner, but perhaps we should do better as well. And the, the third goal, we've gave the ball away in a, in a counter-attack very cheaply. So that's, you that's, can bet there goes down to that. But we made enough chances and got enough good areas and enough possession tonight to to have won a couple of games. But hey, listen, I'm I'm not going to worry about it. Well, we're trying. I was I was meeting players today, as you know. We'll try again tomorrow. Um, we're really trying, but we're only going to bring them in if they benefit the group. We know the standards of what's within the group. We we'll see it tonight. Some are some are pinching themselves to get in. It's obviously very notable when you make the three substitutions. How much stronger we suddenly become very quickly. Um, so the, the benchmark to get in that first team has is, is certainly risen and um, we're trying to make sure we get players that can even help that further
0: That's it for now but for more news throughout the day and overnight of course you can head to kentonline.co.uk
1: News you can trust This is the Kent Online Podcast